Hello and welcome to Missing Mystic Falls, where we cast a critical eye over every single episode of the hit CW show, The Vampire Diaries. My name's Catherine and I'm joined with my co-host, Ellie. Hello, hello. And in honour of formal events, we are also joined by our co-host, Alice, who arrived at her prom only to have her beautiful gown completely rip and then, what, you had to safety pin it back together? Oh, it got got worse than that. I, um... So, yeah, the zip ripped, um, so I had to get safety pinned back together at the event. But because it had kind of ripped but was stuck at the top and stuck at the bottom, I had to get chopped out of my dress with a garden nice. scissors. I love the image we're giving of you to, like, <laughs> people listening to this because it's so funny. I'm intrigued. I feel like I do not come across well. <laughs> I think it's a more accurate image than people get when they first meet you. I think this is a true Alice. <laughs> Alice it gives off a perception of like this girl who's got everything together and is just like amazingly organized and Alice sometimes you really are but like normally it's just chaos and I love that people are getting to experience that through this podcast (laughs) and only that all the chaos so this is a big day we are talking talking about season one episode 19 miss mystic falls which first aired on the 22nd of april 2010 the episode was written by brian o and cameron dries who goes on to be a huge writer in the show and directed by marcus seager this is missing mystic falls and today we are talking about miss mystic falls where caroline and elena complete in the miss mystic falls pageant to be crowned yeah. miss mystic falls by mystic falls and oh yeah Stefan's still drinking human blood <laughs> <laughs> what an intro i love it so this episode is our namesake yes it's a great episode we, we chose well we did we love miss mystic falls we love it we love that caroline wins it we just love everything about it. It's great. I love Mystic Falls. We we throw around the word iconic, but this episode is iconic. <laughs> it is just a classic in Vampire Diaries. I'm so happy we're here. I'm so Me giddy too. by the prospect yeah. of talking about I it. I was really I was surprised by it as well. I thought there was an episode in between two episodes ago and this episode that didn't happen. So uh, either I've imagined it or it's coming up at some point. <laughs> No, I was surprised at how late it was in season one. Like in my memory, I think it's because I just love it. So I always think about it when I think about season one. I thought it was like more mid, but then with the storyline, I was like, what? when is it happening? What's going on? I'm confused. I'm, I'm glad we're here today to talk about Miss Mystic Falls. So shall we start at the top? Yeah. Yeah. Stefan's cool. This intro, like his little arrival to school, his little sports car. The sunnies. I and love his leather jacket. Stephen. Yeah, he's just he's just having the a good time. Vibe. Let me tell you, he puts Edwin Cullen and his sensible Volvo to shame because he <laughs> rocks up rocks up in a proper sports car. I love it. I do also think he looks cool. I also misheard you and I heard you say he beats Edwin and I was like, Who's Edwin? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh wait. He's got a bad boy leather jacket he's got shades he's got hair so high that the screen cuts it off it's amazing (laughs) so do you think on that do you think there's his hero hair and then there's Stefan on human blood hair which is higher than the hero hair 
Yeah, I think this is running on adrenaline hair. It shoots up into the atmosphere. <laughs> He's gotten too cocky. He needs to be stopped. His hair will just keep getting higher and higher. <laughs> Wait, he does. How is he not full? Did you see his trunk? Full, full yeah. of human body bags, like blood bags. I would say, Stefan, clean up after yourself. Yeah. He's a bit of a gremlin about it. Because mm. there's also <laughs> later is. on in the episode, you see him and he's got like a drawer full of it in his room. And it's like, just just like recycle Put the them. Bags in do, a bin. Yeah, do something with them. I don't know. I think it's a really interesting intro because you've seen him kind of be quite vulnerable at the end. He drinks human blood at the end, but he's also like talked to Elena about his struggles. Then he arrives and he's like, I'm doing great. But his his whole persona is so off. You're like, hmm, what's up here? And then obviously you can tell he lies. Well, one thing I think the show in particular in this episode does actually shockingly well because they always draw this comparison to human blood and addiction and I think they do it really well in this episode like I think at the start him is pretending everything is okay kind of like on a manic high is almost an addict thing and then particularly at the end um skipping completely through everything when he's having that conversation with Elena and he starts with denial and then he start then he starts begging then he starts like bargaining and he really I think goes through the same thing someone would go through if they were like at an intervention um so actually I think they do it really well and Paul does some great work again this episode yeah and when he has that whole freak out with Amber like it's like a therapy session where he's like oh my god Elena knows I didn't want her to know I didn't want anyone to find out and throughout the episode you realize oh he's not even just lying to Elena he's lying to Damon as well like he pretends that he's fine what I will say is I think it shows again how little Elena knows of the vampire world and how much she thinks she knows of it because she just like doesn't I know I know the cravings and like the addiction to human blood is different for every vampire but she doesn't seem to understand Stefan's and I will say it's I don't think it's the fault of her like he hasn't opened up enough about his experiences with it for her to clock when things are right or wrong but she's like oh if the craving's gone away you're fine then in a couple of days and it's like oh yeah why would you think that but also yeah. she's, she, she doesn't know anything she hasn't been like taught it really yeah it comes across very naive um in that moment I think yeah then then they go to to class and did you see Rick being like we're going to set aside regular curriculum for our local history because of Founders Day and I was just like as if they ever it's all you do <laughs> although he does say one line which I support he's like it's like the local community thinks that this is more important than World War Two and I was like for once Rick you have a point right but I don't for a second believe that Rick will ever have a lesson on World War Two. I don't think he's ever done one in Mystic Falls, nor will I think there will be a day where he does one in Mystic Falls. Rick also is like partly a perpetrator of this because remember when Jeremy has to write him a paper and he's like, write it about something local. So you don't, yeah. he, just, he can't pretend he's above this. He is part of the problem. <laughs> the system corrupts everyone. But also... Like, Isabel did her thesis on Mystic Falls at Duke, so, like... Oh, God. Yeah. This is all anyone studies about in, like, this weird North Carolina... Is it North Carolina? Where is it meant to be set? Virginia? Virginia, thank you. That's all they can learn about. And then Bonnie is back. We haven't seen Bonnie in a good few episodes, so it's good to have her back. They've, once again, I think, done her poorly with her <laughs> appearance. I wrote Bonnie's back yeah. and she's got bangs. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't seen her for f I think it's four or five episodes. That is a long. I know. I know that there have been 
multiple episodes with everyone bar the three main Elena and the two brothers. But I feel like five seems like a lot, particularly for the second female lead, because let's face it, like she is not Caroline, particularly for season one. And to have five in a row, it feels like, I don't know, I don't love it. It feels a little bit mm. demeaning. I wonder with this. So some of these, and I know we've obviously talked about Bonnie and whether that's kind of the, the like writer's choice to not have her in the episodes. Is it usually that way around versus an actor who's, I don't know, got busy or other commitments and they have to find a way to make them disappear for a few episodes? Um, it can vary. Um, so I don't know. Five in a row might be that Cat Graham had another job. Um, I don't know for sure. So you are right. Maybe I shouldn't be attacking um, the writers. But they also part of it is also to do with how they start and pay them in a season so there will be a reason that uh, the actors that play matt caroline and tyler aren't in a certain number of episodes so that they can pay them differently than they pay elena damon and stefan um it's like they're recurring but not main like there's a slight difference in like i think sag rules on how they're paid um so it will be the same with bonnie but the fact they're all in the, a row could be that she had a prior commitment. But that's a little bit unlikely, uh, given that this is like season one. Yeah, there's definitely a bit. It's not, I don't think it's this point where she's not in a few because she's filming Honey 2, mm. the iconic dance film. But I don't think it's this point. So that's definitely happened with Kat Graham before. But I think this one, they've just sent her away because they do like to send Bonnie away when she's grieving. Yeah. yeah. And I suspect for season one, when they were signing the contracts, it's even more unlikely because for almost every actor, if they do the pilot and then they sign on to the full series, if they can't commit to the full series, like say they can't commit to five, they'd probably just replace them unless they were like Mm. really, really wanted the actor or they were a name or something like they don't really have to work around their schedule Mm. because they at that, although I think Kat Graham's brilliant at that point that she would have been seen a little bit as replaceable. Um, so I don't know, she, she could have been doing other work, but I don't think it's particularly likely. Yeah, yeah. I do like her, Bonnie's return brings a different dynamic to the three girls because it's clearly like, as we know, and Bonnie will, Bonnie explains like later on in the episode, but like there's this really frostiness with her and Elena and Kat, and they haven't spoken for ages or like Elena's tried and Bonnie just isn't like giving her anything and Caroline comes in and is like oh my gosh Bonnie I've missed you so much I know we spoke every day but it's so nice that you're here and Elena's clearly like wait what that was always like Caroline's position to be a little bit on the outs and now it's flipped flipped to Elena do you think Caroline knew that Elena hadn't spoken to Bonnie I don't know because I think I don't think so because I don't think Bonnie can have explained the situation because obviously the situation is hush hush complicated (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think later on she gets like there's a clear frostiness between like when they're when they're doing the Myst- Mystic Fools like dance scene and Bonnie comes in with Caroline but I don't maybe Bonnie's like I'm just not ready to talk about it with Elena because of like she maybe blamed not blamed but she maybe was like oh I can't deal with like Elena's parents and Graham so I can't talk to her about it maybe she said something like that yeah Caroline's doing a lot of like emotional for someone that has been shown at this point to not have any tact at all it seems like she's been bonnie's rock throughout the death of her grams and although she's not been matt's rock she's been trying to be very emotionally there for matt with the death of his sister oh my god so many people have died on this show (laughs) this is crazy um so it does feel like she's seeming much more emotionally mature here 
then she does like maybe her immaturity is like an Elena blinker because she also has a couple of lines talking about Elena's dead parents so maybe it's an Elena specific thing (laughs) but I also think Bonnie likes the distraction like a lot of their conversations that we see this episode is is Caroline prepping for the court and Miss Mystic Fools and doing like outfit prep and things like it doesn't actually seem that they talk that much about Sheila or how Bonnie's coping that you assume they probably did when they spoke every day but like it's it's all about Caroline and her prep and what she should wear and Mm -hmm. different bits so it's it's not a lot of emotional heavy lifting that we see but I do agree it's like she does seem to be the more of a emotionally mature person with this yeah if they spoke every day there must have been Mm. something happening like they must have spoke about bonnie yeah i guess that caroline's gone through a bit of an emotional journey herself feeling left out and i'm just like realizing i think way earlier on like being like oh am i really shallow and all this sort of stuff so i think it is interesting to see how like actually maybe she's like cottoned onto that and clocked it and tried to become more of an emotional support I also think I think she's great this whole episode like the bits that she does I mean I love the interviews for the court where she's just listing off everything that she does and then you've also got this girl being like just because my DUI made my community service mandatory doesn't mean I was any less committed queen queen we need to channel her in every interview we have because that woman takes coal and makes gold it's amazing (laughs) to have that confidence literally to just be like i'm gonna say it but also because from what caroline was saying about the other girls she's a founding fam founding member because amber's the only one not a founding member so i guess it doesn't matter if she's had a dui she's fine we know the founders or at least most of them who do we think she is i think she's a fail Mm. whenever they need someone to be a founder but who's not a main character it's always a fucking fail (laughs) that's very true and whilst this prep is going on, we get kind of the Damon Stefan side. So we hear that the blood bank has been raided by, we guess, Mr. Stefan Salvatore. Not subtle at all. He's taking like the whole stash, probably. <laughs> There's none left of the hospital. On a, he's, he's binge drinking. Yeah. And yeah, and Anna and Damon chat, and Damon thinks it's the team vampires. He then Anna says they've all left. So at this point, that arc seems to have come and gone quite quickly. Obviously, we don't know what will happen but i do love when anna's talking about it they're like they tried to overthrow pearl they they tried, they tried. like as if pearl would ever let them <laughs> they tried they weren't successful so pearl ran them out of town of course wow there were so many of them like she's a queen uh, this episode honestly full of queens bonnie was back caroline was the queen dui girl carol pearl honestly we are blessed <laughs> because it's Miss Mystic Fools and yeah. all the queens should be honoured. Exactly. <laughs> I did, any any clip of Pearl, I was like, God, you look amazing. She's so great She's in this episode. Beautiful. I thought Anna was great in this episode as well, actually. Yeah. Mm, love Anna. This is one for the girls. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So on Anna and Damon's conversation, she also said they weren't cut out for this town. Who is? Who is? <laughs> That's an excellent question. No one, because you've already said just just literally two minutes ago. God, there's been so many deaths. So, so not yeah. no one. Not even the not even the Salvatore. Stefan's just like hurtling down a, a spiral, and he's only been here for a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> what did this town do to him? 
I also enjoyed when Damon, because Stefan was like denying it, like, I'm fine, I'm clean. And Damon catching me, he's like, a liar and a thief. And they're like, sort of little, it was almost fun. And I know, obviously, Stefan's really struggling. He was like, have my actions negatively impacted you? Like, I quite enjoyed their little, like, <laughs> back and forth. I thought it was fun. Same. Although I will say, like, with Damon, I feel like he's got some moral high ground of being like, you stole from a hospital. And don't get me wrong, right? I think it's really bad that he did steal, like, a clearly a ton of blood from a hospital but damon like kidnaps sorority girls and parties with him with them while he feeds on them so like and it's killed a bunch of people yeah yeah maybe it's not like don't get on your high horse so much about about all of this i agree oh i loved it they also again and i really think this comes from ian's acting but again when they were talking about the blood they had another conversation where they were so close to each other's face Mm. i think it is ian's acting because i feel like in the last episode when damon was in elena's bedroom they were really close here they're really close and there was another scene i think the beginning of the last episode stefan and damon really close that's getting i think he's quite close to to john as well i think it's just like he's trying to intimidate people but you just get it's just like weird it's weirdly close always yeah also did you notice how many leather jackets there were oh yes (laughs) literally just read i read that my notes john is also in a bad boy leather jacket (laughs) (laughs) everyone's in one They've also teamed up Damon again with another guy who hates him. I feel like this is another yeah. trope. Yeah. <laughs> who he's already killed. Yeah. On um sorry, on John, when he rocks up to the cause there's a little like scene between him, Damon and Liz, uh, talking about the blood banks, he rocks up and it's morning because we've cut between the school and the first lesson of school, and he pours himself a drink. So everyone in Mystic Falls is an alcoholic. God. Or a blood fiend. <laughs> They're the only option. Right. Okay. Catherine, you're going to laugh at me because I'm just going to say what I always say, but I'm jumping around because, well, we're on the topic of everyone being an alcoholic. Who makes Rick the designated driver and chauffeur for Miss Mystic Falls? Because we all know Rick likes to drink when he's marking. Surely he's going to want to drink when he's at the Miss Mystic Falls event. So who puts him as the designated driver? Good point. Probably someone like Jenna who just thinks he's lovely and hasn't seen that side of him yet mm. they always drive everywhere so t- the town is too big to walk places or they're too lazy to see i don't think it is because do you remember when caroline was compelled and they were doing that really ridiculous car wash and she damon she like walked all the way to the salvatore house oh yeah my guess it'd be like from elena's it'd be like a half hour walk to school kind of vibe so maybe it's like maybe. it's a five minute drive. So they drive. Yeah, I will. Say, I can imagine the lock. Oh no, it's not at the Lockwood Manor. It's again in the Founders Hall. So that must be in the center of because mm. they're getting their money worth of that set. <laughs> they rented that <laughs> venue for it. <laughs> yeah, so that would be in the middle of town, though. So surely they can I walk. I guess they're all I in their little heels, so. so they don't want to walk. But no, they got they got changed there. They did. I'm wrong. Huh? I don't know why. I don't know. We can come back to that. Sorry, I was just like, while we're talking about alcoholics, let's talk about Rick. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's actually a lovely segue. (laughs) Speaking of alcoholics, Rick. (laughs) But yeah, so John John volunteers for him and Damon to team up. um, But turns out he's looking for something that Pearl has stolen from the other Jonathan Gilbert. Yeah. Way back when. It's another MacGuffin. So it wasn't our first MacGuffin. It's not the, the watch. It's another thing. It is another thing. And we don't know what it is. No. Because we assume it can't be the compass because the founders already have them. Mm-hmm. They have that. Oh, yeah, do they still have it? 
I assume the Salvatores have it because didn't, yeah. didn't they take it to find Logan? Like Caroline used it and Elena used it. Yeah. Maybe Elena has it. But it just never gets mentioned again. This this show, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so central. Oh, gosh. And then there's the dancing practice and guess who appears? The lovely Carol Lockwood. Oh, queen. This was a charming little uh, moment between Elena and... Uh, we'll get on to the big dancing scene, but I do like that they had a mm. little... Oh, don't you worry, we'll get on to that. But we had a little fun one um, between <laughs> Elena and Stefan. I thought this was really sweet, them dancing together and like taking the piss out of it. Yeah, and Carol being like, no, 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 what does she say? She's like, it's all about like... Simple intimacy. The thrill of a near, near touch. touch. Thank you, Alice. <laughs> God. <laughs> And then Caroline and Bonnie appear. No, I would say ruin the moment. They do, but justifiably. Because Bonnie is very weird and then Elena takes her for a little chat. What do you guys think about this? About Bonnie's, like, opinion here? It, it's hard. I, look, in some ways she's right. Uh, vampires mm. did cause all these shitty things to happen. And I don't think it's a spoiler to say some more shitty things is going to happen throughout the other seven seasons of this show. And maybe Bonnie is right in, in her thesis that the vampires have made it worse. I know she says she's not making Elena choose a side. But I would say she is. Is. She is. She's not making it. She's not like, you need to pick me or Stefan. But she's like, I can't be around. She, she kind of is like, I, I can't be around if Stefan's there. So I'm going to make the choice for you. Yeah. Type thing. Um, I do think it's like she's setting her own boundaries, but like she's not giving Elena. She's not even going to see Elena without Stefan. She's like, yeah. either way, yeah. I'm not. I'm not being involved in Stefan's life, and you, by that, I'm not being involved with you. And I think maybe she is. It's because she knows Elena so well. But I would expect kind of a best friend of that long to talk to me about it because even if it came down to a choice, which who knows how it would play out, but like you know, there's like a chance they would be like pick the best friend yeah i also feel like maybe in terms of the time of the show because remember everything happens so quickly it's not actually been that long so it still feels quite fresh but because so many episodes have passed it's not that you expect bonnie to be over it but had cat graham been in like the episodes two episodes after her grams died it would have felt like more understandable that she still needed this space but because it's been so long it feels i think she is in the right but it kind of, the framing of it feels like she shouldn't quite be, if that makes sense. Mm. But also they like drag her straight back in, not like the the writers drag her straight back into the vampire shenanigans by the end of the episode. So it's all, because like understand, if you have that power that Bonnie has and you see Stefan like attacking someone, can you not, can you do nothing? Because it's like you've seen, so it's, it is also quite a hard one because then I feel even more for Bonnie on that side because like she doesn't want to get involved and she's already back in it by the end of the episode. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Ooh. What do you think, Al? Do you think she's in the? Do you think she's in the right? I think kind of as you said. I think the way the show frames it, you feel a bit like she's not quite in the right. But she definitely. I think she is right to be angry at Stefan. I think she's right to want some space from Elena. I think the way they framed it in this not giving Elena a choice and choosing it for her I'm not sure on but I think as you said it's probably because if that had been earlier you'd have been like oh yeah fair because it feels like it's a while I think you do think like why does Elena not get a say in it? I think the show does this a lot of people like setting boundaries and it 
being always framed in a bad th- way or like as in it's, it's like, oh they're just being a bit ridiculous trying to set boundaries like I think Caroline and Damon like she's meant to just like get over it and Damon's in Elena's life so Caroline has to deal with Damon because he's always around even though everyone well like Elena and Stefan and Damon and know what he did to Caroline and that's like never spoken of and she's not allowed to like set that boundary and I think you see it with Bonnie as well it's like all these silly little girls trying to have space from something that's actually incredibly traumatic and they should never have gone through in the first place I think all of those types of I think also because we see so much of the show and we've kind of warmed to the characters like we have soft spots for Stefan and Damon in real life if one of you was dating or hanging out with a murderer that really would change my opinion (laughs) would it I would I would hope so Alice (laughs) (laughs) no but as in I think because you're like oh but it's Stefan and Damon like I think you're less on Bonnie's side was actually if you put herself put yourself in her shoes in like a it's not Stefan and Damon's two other random people who are murder like I think you become a lot more on her side yeah can we work backwards, Alice? What crime level could our partner commit that you would be okay with? <laughs> trespassing would depending on say? where. Tre- that- I said trespassing. Trespassing. A trespassing. You know, people run on the train tracks, that sort of thing. Or, or break into fields to go look at horses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, cl- climb over a gate when drunk because you think it's someone's house and it's not it's not our friend's house that that kind of thing yeah Yeah. okay we're fine with trespassers (laughs) what about intentional trespassing if they knew it wasn't their their property wait oh sorry did you ask me something (laughs) (laughs) sorry here is a question (laughs) this is this is my relationship with Alice what about intentional trespassing where they know it's not their property or property of someone they know I think it depends on why, you know. Oh, someone inside screamed like there's something's going on. Yes, that's probably fine. They want to go in and steal stuff from some random house. Not so fine. Stealing and trespassing are two different crimes. Mm. Okay, they want to. Ch- I, don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just feel you're. I love that we're really getting into this. I just feel you're a very likely person to trespass. Mm. <laughs> like if yeah. we were in a country walk and we came across I can picture this happening and we came across we'd gone a wrong way and we came across a field that was private property you'd be like we'll just go over the field and I'll be like no Alice we can't I just see that (laughs) happening a million percent and I I know this was at university and we'd been preying but like Alice you very happily climbed over someone's fence to like get in and we all of us were like that's not their house that's not the house we're going to so like it's all about the context. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we, we can have a this on a case-by-case basis. All right. That's right. Okay. Pe- people send in some, some suggestions and Alice can reveal whether or not that's a deal breaker. <laughs> date or do not date. <laughs> we just pivot into a podcast where we tell women if they should date, date the person <laughs> they're interested in. If they're remotely like Stefan or Damon right now, no, no, solid no. Red flags. <laughs> Honestly. Oh God. <laughs> Should we go to the pageant? Yeah. Actually, some big questions about the pageant because I, when I like put my summary together, I read the episodes. They kept calling it a beauty pageant. What do you think the criteria that they are grading the young ladies on is, and what is the most important thing? So I think it's how they look. Founding the family. Oh yeah, founding family. <laughs> <laughs> You are right. Yeah, that is, I think, the most important criteria, actually. Yes. (laughs) So we're down to the three girls that are the founding family. Okay. 
I think it's how they look on the day, yeah. so their dress, their makeup, blah, blah, blah. I think it's how they present. Are they like, you know, well-mannered young ladies? And then I think it's what do they do for the town? Mm. Because Elena, Elena keeps saying that like the application process she did with her mum. So like they did the application process ages ago and it took so much time. So I agree. And it's like you list off everything that Caroline's done and she's done so much. I will say I do. I bet you also that their escort has like a part to play in terms of like what type of who's the person that they pick as their escort. Because it's all like in Gossip Girl when it's the debutante's ball and Lily's really annoyed that Serena wants to take Dan yeah. as her because he's not presentable enough and it should be Carter Basin instead and all of that. So I bet you that's something bet that. that plays into it. I just feel like the most important thing, and maybe it's my belief in the integrity of Carol Lockwood, not just do a simple beauty pageant, <laughs> but I just feel like the most important thing was the interview because that's the only thing we see Caroline do better on and she wins so i like to believe it's more of their credentials than just how they look but i also think it's how you present yourself because um throughout the time like even though it's a cute moment elena and stefan are making fun of the dance carol's there teaching them elena's not ready and carol has to come in and be like why are you not even dressed like where's this like elena's like stefan goes missing and, and damon has to step in so like Carol sees all of that, like Elena not being ready, whereas Caroline looks beautiful, is ready, is on time. She brings, even though her date can't come, she like brings Bonnie to do the training because she takes it seriously about learning to do it with a partner and teaching all of that thing. So I think she's seen Caroline take it seriously and like respect it, whereas Elena's a bit more like, I want to do this for my mum, but deep down I don't really yeah. care. Also, in all fairness, she does have a like an alcoholic boyfriend who's like just gone on the run so like i understand that it's not her priority at this point in time i agree but she is like i had no idea this was coming up and i was like how you have attended a founder's day kickoff thing all you are learning about in school is founder's day how do you not know that this event is coming up at the founder's day kickoff they count down to this event no they don't they count down down to founder's Founders day ignore me but this is what I don't understand. Like the court is announced this episode and then we have the, how do they have time to get their dress if Elena's forgotten? But then also months and months and months ago, she was doing the application with her mum. Like surely the court was announced. Yeah. It's just it, like the timeline makes no sense. Yeah. And I know they do it for the storyline, but like the, it makes <laughs> zero sense to me. Yeah. It's just not how Carol would plan it, I think. On the subject of Carol... Do you, you think she's really stressed by this month of Founders events? Like, how do you think she feels? Because I assume she's planning every single one. And I assume she does it excellently. But how do you think she's feeling? You know how Olympic athletes feel right before the Olympic Games? That's probably her the week before. <laughs> yes, I, know, I know that feeling. That feeling so well. That's, I think she's an elite athlete athlete she's been training you know she's keeping calm she's keeping her head in between events like you wouldn't a heptathlete athlete would to make sure they're okay for the next day she's taking ice baths she's she's pumping she's exercising she's having a glass of wine and she's getting herself in the correct the headspace of a champion is what she's doing (laughs) do you think she never takes a day off like once this month's over she's already planning next year's month well we say never takes a day off i don't think she has a job um so but but for car- for a socialite yes <laughs> but for yeah working women that like, you know we're, we're, we're yeah. people of, we're of the people 
we're not Carol's <laughs> so compared to us I think she has many days off oh yeah yeah but I, she's always planning a she's always planning a founder's day yeah do we I think let's talk about the Stefan and Elena scene and then we can go into the looks because I want to talk I want to talk about both I want to talk about the looks I also want to talk a bit about they have play some Coldplay which I enjoyed the opening song when we arrive it's yellow I think it's yellow yeah yeah, as a as a like a violin yeah. string quartet version. Bridgerton, who they were doing I it thought first. <laughs> you've got Kate Bush running up that hill, and then you've got a string quartet of Coldplay. So like we know where everyone got their ideas from. The Vampire <laughs> soundtrack. Shonda Rhimes maybe a little bit inspired the whole idea of you know little historical dances to modern mm. pop songs. I see you. I see you. <laughs> But on the Elena Stefan scene where she confronts him, mm. would you like to guess my favourite line? And by that, I mean the worst line of the episode. Are we downstairs drinking? Because that's what I've got written down. No, nope. no, it's from Elena. And it's oh when Stefan comes up and she goes, I know about the blood, Stefan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, with the door wide open, and I assume Carol's patrolling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that scene I actually do like, but yeah. Sorry, just to take a one minute back step from that. So Elena comes out and sees Amber like freaking out and it's like, Oh, you okay? And she's like, Amber kind of pulls her heart and Elena's like, Oh, do you do you want me to go? That's the only thing she says. <laughs> what a supportive woman. Cause she does not care. <laughs> no. Poor Amber. She's no. just like sucked into this. Yeah. And she doesn't have a shot because it's a not fair world. No. And mm. her, her, yeah, exactly. Her minimal shot that she didn't have really was taken away from her. Yeah, it's not fair. Justice for Amber. Justice for Amber. I also think Damon, when he confronts Lena, looks dashing in this scene. I think he looks really good. Ooh. They are utilising, you know, the power of a good looking man in a suit. They are. Yeah. But Stefan's suit is terrible. He's yeah, got bad. like a grey jacket, a brown tie and a navy. Sorry, we're going on to looks, but no, no. not good. We can, go on to, we can go on to them now, Alice. I just in that scene felt passionately that Damon looked brilliant and Stefan looked poor. But oh, I don't know if that fair. was a choice or if that's just what happened. I was going to ask that. I was like, do you think they've made it because Stefan's clearly going through some things? They just didn't. But I feel like he looked great when he came out the car. The he did look good episode. when he came out of the car. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he did. <laughs> we treated this episode. Um, I think particularly at the pageant, the focus is Damon as a romantic partner, and we'll get on to the dance, but that he's, <laughs> you know, the romantic lead, for want of a better word, in, in this little part of the episode. So what you always do is you all like they do in Bridgerton, they always make the romantic leads look better when they're the. it's like their time to to mm. step up. So I think they're doing that with, not that he ever looked bad, but you know, they're making it clear he's a good looking man here. So good looking. Yeah. What do you think about, should we do looks, what do you think about the girls' outfits? Oh my, Alice, do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start with not the, I'm going to start with Anna. Yeah. I thought Anne looked great. I loved her earrings, yeah. her hair, she's a sort of smoky eye. I thought she really like cut an image and you could see why Jeremy just like spun around was like, Ooh, yeah. I think she looked great. I I feel like my notes are really harsh on her because I loved her hair, but I wrote ugly necklace little jacket. 
<laughs> yeah, she's got this like crop jacket and it's like a flowery like thing. And it's also quite short. She also said she wore uncomfortable heels. And I have a question. Do vampires get heel pain? Because no. I don't think they do. I don't think they should. No. I think they should, but it heals really quick. You know, if it's like, I guess if it's rubbing, because they just heal, they get hurt, but they heal quickly. Maybe if it's continuous rubbing, it's continuous no. pain. I think they're stronger than that. We have said, we have had lengthy debates about their pain tolerances and we think they have a higher pain tolerance than humans. And I, I agree. Yeah. I think heel rubbing is such a low thing in terms of like, yeah. well, it can really hurt. Don't get me wrong. But like, it's not like that. Look, they've been stabbed and they're fine. It's like not comparable yeah. to that. So they shouldn't. Well, right. mm. Maybe they can tell they're uncomfortable, but it doesn't hurt them. Yeah. Mm. But I, I do agree with the necklace. It's like a big heart, black heart necklace. And it's, mm. yeah, it, it brings the outfit down. But I think like she cuts an image. And I like yeah, it. she looked yeah. great. It's really cute. Uh, I thought Jenna, Jenna looked lovely. Loved the Yeah. I think her hair and makeup. Oh, I great. didn't like the hair. Oh, I thought it was so cute. A little side pony with curled and the little framing pieces. I thought it was lovely. I would have loved it without the pony. Like if it was just like a side curl, like really elegantly styled to the side. I don't know. Mm. There was something about the pony that made me like flashback to side ponies when we were all, I guess it was of that era, but like it, I, I didn't love it. Question. Did she look different before she, did she do the pony at, because I, the scene I'm thinking of is when Alarica arrives at the house and he's like, you look gorgeous. I feel like her hair wasn't in a pony. And that's the thing I'm I thinking think it of. Was. was it? Maybe I thought there. it was. <laughs> Check the tapes. I don't know. I thought it was too. <laughs> and then we have to talk about the the big two. The girls. Yeah. yeah. Let's start with Caroline. I love that colour on Caroline. Like I, I think the colour is really beautiful. I think she wears better, but I do think of all of the ones presenting, I really I thought she looked the best i agree i think the color is absolutely gorgeous i think she could have had a slightly better i didn't like the top of the dress i think i have had a better cut at the top but i did think oh, she looked i liked the top well i i i loved it i thought she looked amazing i thought her hair was it was so like a bit unusual but i quite liked mm. it i thought it looked really fetching on her i liked the top i didn't like the weird pockets the dress had but bar that i thought it was i, I think it, if it had just been like no pockets i would have been like perfection but she looked beautiful she looked like mm. a winner um she not to compare between the two but she looked a little bit more than elena like there was a little bit more um to her her outfit which makes sense as her as the winner and elena is like the runner-up yeah mm. also i loved elena's hair like i i love elena like i think Stunning. nina dubrov it's really hard to not make nina dubrov look beautiful and i will say the same about candace king and cat graham like i think they are yeah three incredibly beautiful women um Absolutely. another just like summary of obviously bonnie's not in the court she's like there as a, a guest oh, of course i think we should have a proper conversation we'll, we'll come back to that but yes talk about elena's look um i didn't love it i liked the color that was it I, I thought she looked 10 out of 10 beautiful. I won't lie to you. Um, It's not a dress that like I would particularly like. I think it is like weirdly shiny, a little bit boring, but I kind of didn't care about any of that because I thought, I genuinely thought, God, she looks out of this world gorgeous. Like her hair, beautiful, the little details, the dress stunning on her, like, and her and Damon together. I was like, they are so beautiful, like crazy good looking. I thought Jenna did an amazing job with the hair and Jenna 
talked herself down for that. She did a fantastic job. I love that you're congratulating Jenna like she did the hair and not and not what not not like the professional team for Vampire Diaries. <laughs> It was Jenna. It was Jenna on scene and off scene that did that hair. Um, but yeah, no, her hair is incredible. I did really like the dress as well. I think it's a younger dress. I think Caroline mm. looks a lot more like, I think as I think almost as what you're saying, she looks a bit more, I think she looks more sophisticated. I think Elena's is beautiful, but it is like a young, good dress. I think the fabric and the cut and everything is younger, but it still looks stunning. Yeah. And then we have the huge moment where Stefan's not there. And Damon steps up to the plate to escort her and it is so romantic. Oh my God. Oh, literally, but I wrote it down. I was like, why do I, yeah, why do I, why do we find that so romantic when we know all the things? Like Damon does this one little thing. I also think like he's part of the reason that Stefan's gone off the rails because he's exposed Stefan just before this big scene and Stefan's then just like, lost his mind a little bit well like I think it's what you said earlier Catherine of just like he's now going through all the stages with addiction of like Elena finding out there's been loads of people around he's just like having a bit of a moment and Amber appears so it's like Damon's also partly why Stefan's on this downward spiral at the time that he is and we've seen Damon do some really god-awful things but my goodness when he watches Elena walk down the stairs and he's worried that she doesn't have anyone and he steps in and he's like it's okay I'm here like we're just non-verbally hand gesturing each. <laughs> We're all doing the same, the same emoji, which we'll just like we'll put out when we put out this episode. But it's all same, My God, same. yeah. The the chemistry between them is insane. Like the eye contact they, when they dance. I just see why, literally. Like thousands of people became obsessed with this couple, Damon and Elena, because their chemistry is off the charts. It's more romantic than anything Stefan and Elena have done to this point. It's shot so beautifully. It's choreographed so well. The song's amazing. It it might be the best scene in Vampire Diaries to date. To date, yes. Amazing. And I really see what Carol says about like the romance of a near touch. Because before you yeah. you went you were like you're kind of on Elena and Stefan side when you're like come on now Carol what you're on about and then you see it with Elena and Damon and you're like oh yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so in- yeah it's so intimate I also quite enjoy it. it's like what do we do before they do the dance it's like we've got to get through this as in like they have to do the dance the pain yeah. of just having to do the- and then it's just incredible oh it's so good I will also give a shout out to the background acting here because everyone is stood I think everyone has a glass of prosecco in their hands just staring like everyone's deadpan face nothing going on <laughs> staring oh my god i will say because what i wrote down is like do you think people wonder how damon knows the dance yeah i don't want to pick holes in what what we clearly love as a scene but i'm just intrigued do you think because jenna and rick are like why is she with damon yeah do you i reckon would he know it he's so but you've got to remember he's like the bachelor about town so i don't think they'll be confused i think they'll be like of course he knows the dance yeah that's like, very he true. he can yeah. do no wrong in their eyes yeah no. nor nor in this scene nor our eyes no. <laughs> i've forgotten everything that's come before <laughs> <laughs> all i care about is this moment and there are two more scenes in Vampire Diaries where this exact moment happens for me as well, where it's like all I care about is yeah. the scene. 
They love a dance. Mm. I feel like it's something the vampires do very well as a dance. Mm-hmm. They do it so well. Yeah. God, yeah. And just kind of on that, because I know we touched on like Damon was the reason for Stefan going off the rails. Going back to the Stefan Lena scene that we touched on, and I ran us down a road of outfits instead. Um, but I think they do that scene really well in the sense of, as you said, Catherine, about like showing it as kind of blood as kind of like an addiction because Stefan gets very defensive. I think some of like the lines he's like, um, given the way you're reacting, like, can you blame me for hiding it kind mm-hmm. of thing? Putting the blame Such back on like, I thought you believed in me, all that sort of stuff. So you can say he's, Telly's really like panicking, defensive. You could take that dialogue and give it to... Um, you know, a character actually on drugs and being confronted about their drug addiction in a much more serious show and it would work. It's done really well writing-wise. It's delivered fantastically by Paul. It just works. My God, this episode is good. It's great. I also am obsessed with Liz finding the smashed glass after the dance and being like, get me Damon Salvatore (laughs) it's me after this whenever I have a minor inconvenience after this episode I'm like where's Damon waiting at the stairs (laughs) get me Damon Salvatore please and she's not there when Carol um not Carol she's not there when Caroline wins I thought that was so sad I'm so glad Caroline wins as a massive side note I really love it I really like the scene before the two girls walk down or Caroline walks down and she's like I'm not gonna let you like she's not going to let Elena walk away from this because Caroline deserves to win but Elena's also she was like it would be so much easier for me to Mm. win without you there but you're doing this for your mum and you'll regret it if you don't do it she's obviously not aware that Stefan's like gone missing but I think it's but also again Elena says nothing and I know at this point we we know that she's really distracted with Stefan but Caroline doesn't I I loved I thought I loved Caroline's like brutal encouragement this is what i mean by i i do think her character has matured slightly because i think at the start of the season she would be like oh yeah you've got to go um but i think they've shown her character maturing but it's still being the caroline we know who still like semi puts her foot in it but is like means well so i i I loved that moment between the two of them i thought it was really nice i also think yeah it was really well articulated by caroline she was being like oh selfishly yeah but mm-hmm. actually mm. you should do but, what's right and then you. i think that's like when you see her character evolve that's why she is like the per- perfect person to come in and have those heart to hearts with people because she is just like look i can put my foot in it and i will be just like bl- blunt and honest and it's always she, it's always well-meaning <coughs> and i think she gets through to people like bonnie or, or elena in different situations better than the other one would for each other Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, when we were going through looks, and just because Carol Lockwood makes an appearance here, Carol looked gorgeous. She was in a lovely little white jacket, mm. lovely hair done, great makeup. She looked stunning. I like that she was slightly businessy. Like this, this yeah. is a work event for her. She's a judge. This is serious, but still it stunning. Is. She runs a tight ship. Like well, I said, she runs a tight ship. She does, but not also- not really, because the girls have gone missing. <laughs> yeah. and like, at Elaine. one point, two of them were delayed, and I was like, "Carol, how have you let this happen?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, excellent point. Yeah. But she takes it seriously. Yes, but I will say, we, then we we've got the scene with like Stefan and Amber in the parking lot, and I think that was really good, like terrifying scene because of the way that Amber's compelled to not be scared, and Stefan's like really, really unraveling, and she's just like trying to talk 
talk it through with him about whether or not he will kill her and like how he's going to control the blood when he bites her and all of that bits like really creepy yeah i thought he did it so well it's really like showing him torn but yeah amber just standing there like uh okay like very meek very sort of being compelled to listen to him and all his Mm. then bunny bennett rocks up to save the day Mm. and while she's been away she's got a brand new power Yeah. yeah We've seen Sheila use that power before, haven't we? But we've never seen Bonnie. We've seen Sheila use it and be like, I'm not Bonnie. Like, I'm, you know, more evolved. So to see Bonnie being able to do that, which we've only ever been able to see, like, powerful witches do before, that shows that she's, like, stepped up a level while she's been gone, which I think Mm. is really cool. I think it also highlights the strength of her emotion because, you know, she's already angry with Steph and she's seen him done this and it set off this yeah. sort of quite rage inside her, um, which I think really kind of comes through. But also just kind of going back, sorry, I was going to move on to the next scene with Amber and Stefan, which was when he was like, I want to kill you. I want to rip into your blood. Like, that's really, really creepy. But also what he says in terms of like, he's made her not scared. And then he says he wants her to run. And then you get this almost kind of weird, his vampire instincts, thrill of the chase. He almost, he hunts her down. And I think it's really, really great. Like, really well done. You can see her, like, not only is it, like, his conflicting emotions, but actually that's what a vampire could do and be like, run and then chase after them. Mm. And do you do you think Liz is confused why it's always Elena who finds <laughs> these random bodies? <laughs> But also, they they told Liz that they found the body and then immediately called Damon. Because everyone's like, get me Damon Salvatore. Not the police. Not the police who's like, they're one of their best friend's moms, yeah. is the sheriff. And also at the same event. No, they called Damon. <laughs> but also, didn't get close enough to see the bite marks. So didn't like, go and take a pulse or like, anything. Just stayed clear until phoned Damon, despite the fact that he's in the house behind them. Didn't like run screaming for help. No first aid. Didn't go anywhere near. No. Nope. No. We're just gonna watch this girl bleed and until Damon comes for help. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And then, if we go to the end of the episode, we have Queen Pearl rocking up to give making peace in our time and giving them the next MacGuffin Gooba. Whatever it is. <laughs> Which looks exactly like the compass because that's what she thought she stole. Same fucking thing. And we don't know what this is. Same thing. But she looks incredible, my goodness. But also the reason that they now are doing this is because Anna wants to stay because she had a heart-to-heart with Jeremy. He oh, talked yeah. all about the diary and knew what Anna had done to him to start with. So they've kind of almost started, like, they both used each other, kind of start, which is not a great starting point, but then sort of starting on a new terms almost. Um, and John Gilbert's really intrigued by this relationship, so we wonder what he knows. I think at this point we assume he knows he knows all. Well, he's looking. For, well, I was like, he's looking for Pearl, so I don't think he knows anything about Anna. But when Jenna says that her mum's name is Pearl, he's like, okay, I've got this. I've yeah. got all the detail I need. Yeah, I believe I already know all about her. Said in the creepiest fucking way. <laughs> Why is Jenna not questioning that? Why is she not like, why do you know? Well, I think he. she already thinks he's a creep. Well, that's like, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, is there anything anyone else wants to say? Do we want to talk about Bonnie? Uh, before maybe we just, we can wrap up the episode and just like Elena stabs Stefan with Vervain. Yes. And they've locked him away. Yeah. So you think that she's come in and they're going to like let him still get through, but she has a Vervain dart and she stabs him in the back while he's having a bit of a 
low point. Yeah. No, I don't. I'm not saying it in terms of like what I didn't understand is why did they make Elena do it in quite an emotional setting rather than Damon, who was like more than capable of being able to do it. I think they wanted to try and show that there's like this side to Elena that she's willing to like do this. I don't know, stand mm. up for something because she hasn't really before. I've got no idea. Really. Yeah. Are they still trying to show that there's a bit of a soft side to Stefan still in there? Like he's still clearly yeah. struggling. I think it's. I think it's because Elena's got her whole thing of he won't hurt her. So they're like, for some reason, Damon agrees to this, which Damon actually wouldn't. But they're like, let's send Elena in and he won't mm. hurt her and she'll get in and grab him. Yeah. And that's how it ends. They're waiting there. And now we can talk about Ronnie. Yes. Sorry. It does need to be spoken about. Sorry. I was like, let's just wrap up before yeah. we get into this very yeah. important conversation. So... They do this kind of thing all the fucking time in the show where Caroline and Elena get to attend a fancy event and look beautiful or wear gowns and Bonnie doesn't get to attend. And I don't want to hear it, not from you guys, from people. I'm not saying you'd say this, but I don't want to hear the fucking justification that, well, Bonnie is not a founding family, so like she wouldn't be on the council. They could write it differently. They could write her in the council. It's just ridiculous that she gets downplayed so much and the other two get like raised up. I also think she has been at founders events before that like Matt hasn't been at. Yeah. So they don't, they never make the same points that they make about Matt. So like, I don't even think that's a valid argument when it comes to Bonnie. I just think it's a choice that the writers make because they don't want Bonnie to be in the court. They don't want her to be dressed up and have these moments. Mm -hmm. They don't want her to have a romantic storyline that the girls all get to have like there's just so many points that they just don't want her she's there to come in like she did at this episode she's there to come in at the very end and fix things but she's not there to have a storyline of her own and like shine Absolutely. as brightly as she should and exactly what you say with like matt and the donovans it's like even though they're not at the events and not, they have a storyline that is a storyline in itself of the fact that they're not being able to attend and all that bonnie yeah just doesn't get they don't get mentioned it's not addressed it's not acknowledged she's just not there and and look i understand completely we are not the best placed people to speak about it but it would be remiss if we didn't continually point out that she Mm. is the one black female character on the cast and she is the one female character not allowed to do these fancy things so therefore it becomes just an it also becomes an issue not just of how her character is treated but you cannot separate that from her race because when she is the only representation on the show she's literally the only main black black person in the cast like that then becomes the representation for all people of color actually um but and, and, and if people are like, oh, the writers didn't mean it that way. I'm not saying they did, but then they should have written more characters so she doesn't have to bear this entire weight. But clearly they didn't value her story and didn't value telling stories of non-white people. And that's the show. Yeah, because I swear you've, you've shown, I mean, incredibly well said, but you, you've, show, you've shown interviews before where cat graham has spoken about Mm -hmm. raising topics like this Mm -hmm. so it's even if it was uh like a kind of oversight Mm -hmm. which i think still says a lot anyway if that's something that you can overlook by accident i think still says a lot about unconscious bias and and whatever it is you want to say to then not take action when it's being raised to you by by cat graham like herself says even even more 
and it's just like the things that she gets put through and like sorry I'm rambling now but like Vicky Donovan is has died like very early in the scene she already got like two romantic story like she yeah. got a lot more story yeah than Bonnie has had completely mm-hmm. and it's just like you it's not fair it's exactly I think it's they're using her as a way to further at the moment other people's plots it's like Bonnie mm-hmm. and in that to a degree cat is not being valued as person and character in her own right to the same degree and if you are watching it for the first time and watching along with us i want to be it it is not isolated incidences that we're talking about it's the entire show because we have you guys have seen more of it than me but we've seen most of it 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 is not just a one-time problem it's literally the entire show it's everything as you saying it's as we've talked about they didn't hire a proper hairstylist for her they didn't value her on the set they didn't create properly interesting story alliance for her characters she is just there to serve as a prop to the white characters and to fix their problems and things like this show that very clearly to me oh yeah yeah we've we've, we've, we've entered on a low moment but otherwise that aside this episode is a banger but this needs saying i think oh definitely it's just like if we don't like we say we we're very aware that we're not the best people to talk about it but not raising it makes it seem like we don't notice nor care that this is something that cat graham has had to go through and that's yeah we we had a little off-air conversation about it actually and um you know but me and ellie did Mm -hmm. and we, we just kind of came to the conclusion that although we're not the best to talk about it. And maybe it's like slightly uncomfortable to talk about it. To not discuss race on the show, I think, is to condone. I mean, you said it quite well, is to condone yeah. what they are doing, which we absolutely don't. And Kat Graham is a fucking superstar. She is. She really is. Right. Shall we move on to our little segment? So uh, every week uh, we toss up the stats. So the stats that we are collecting at the moment are who, what are all the relationships? So who has got with who, who has kissed who, who has made declarations of love for who, anything that whom, uh, anything that kind of counts as any sort of romantic relationship is included on that chart. You also want to count how many people have been killed and have been resurrected. So uh, given, as we've discussed, the rings and all the other forms of coming back to life, we have a coming back to life count, which counts both who and how many times, and a kill count, which is who, how many characters, how many people has. So starting with the relationships, who wants to go? Do we have anything? I actually have nothing. I have nothing. Neither do I. <laughs> I, n- I never thought Not the day much. would come. I know. No stats. There's just so much going on. No, no stats. stats. I was like convinced in my head that Stefan killed Amber, but he doesn't. So then it's just like, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the show didn't need it to have a banging episode. What we can discuss, actually, when are we going to put Damon and Elena on the chart? Because I don't think the time is now, but it is crazy. The scenes we experienced and them not being on the chart, but I don't think the time is now. I don't think the time is now. But oh, sorry, Ellie, you go. No, I was just no, I completely agree. I don't think the time is now. It's hard because like he clearly has feelings. Yeah. So it's just it's a bit too one-sided to put put her on the chart. I just think yet. it's unclear. I think I don't know. We don't know what Elena feels. Like, is she feeling anything? Is she denying things? Does she? Mm. For me, 
if he makes it clear he fancies her, I would then want to put it on the chart. Or if he makes it clear he's in love with her, because just I'm just thinking about like down the road, like they have all this romantic tension. Like it seems crazy how long this could drag out with them not being there when that is one of the huge like to to like we keep track of it to say how weird it is and part of it is that it's so weird that they're both interested in the same girl like they're two brothers that are interested in the same girl again okay so absolutely nothing this week absolutely nothing nothing you know what's interesting is our one of our our favorite episode to date has nothing in it in terms of stats Mm. don't need it but it's got our namesake so that's a stat enough yeah (laughs) yeah um we also, I will say, I don't have some great trivia this episode. Um, I was trying to do it, and I'm not going to blame names, but someone was uh, asking me lots of questions, and I was trying to put together a few things. But anyway, I've, got, I've used <laughs> a few of my backup trivia because I didn't have time to look, so they're not great ones. Uh, this is the only episode in the series in which Mystic Falls appears in the title. And also, the next time we see the pageant in the series is not until season four because again the next three seasons take place in a year oh so wild i forget this i wondered that i was like because i was thinking it when we were watching it i was like oh is the next time that time or do we see a miss mystic falls before but no because you also said the timeline because yeah the time is because it's like the i come only faithful yeah. episode yeah yeah I think it's like half of one, two, three, and half of four will take place in a year. That's four seasons madness. in a year. Mad. That's madness. Um, also, in the past, we talked about how long it took them to get into their prosthetics. It took three hours um, to get into all their prosthetics. They had to do contact lenses, fangs, prosthetics, and special makeup. So every time they do the vampire face, that's three hours of work for like a one second shot wow so they don't even do like what stefan's eyes just randomly when they were getting a bit steamy in the bedroom yeah i think they have to do it then wow that's mad um and as this is a blood-filled episode the red cross teamed up with the vampire diaries for a campaign to get teenagers to donate blood um the slogan urged students to starve a vampire donate your blood um the blood drive lasted five weeks and took place at 230 high schools and apparently 3,500 people donated during the campaign oh oh that's really nice nice. good so they did a little bit of good starve a vampire is a is a bit of a weird slogan but i'm glad it it worked (laughs) um but that's it so Oh, sorry. I just saw. I remember I saw something funny on my Instagram reel because clearly all you do is talk about vampires, and it appeared. But it was like a video of Paul Wesley. Someone had commented on like one of his posts, being like, um, "Matt Davis blocked me," and he was like, "Me too. <laughs> me too. It's fine." <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I do want to make a plea to any listeners out there who know any fun trivia. DM us it. And then I'll use it in the episode because there is only so much I can find. So if you know something, if you've watched <laughs> an interview, a fun little tidbit, please send it our way. Um, I have some for like, fu- I keep track of all the ones for like future seasons. So when we get to them, I'm prepared. So anything I come across, I save it. So if you do know something, please send it. Please, please, please. <laughs> save Catherine some time. Yeah. She's our head of tech and everything. <laughs> she really is, honestly. Carries the weight. But if they do want to send us something, this is a beautiful segue. How can they do that? 
Ooh, I love that. <laughs> Smashed it. Uh, they can tweet us at Miss Mystic Pod. And they can DM us and follow us at Missing Mystic Fools Pod on Instagram. Yep. We put little reminders of the episodes. Uh, we funny tweets sometimes. Maybe a cat video. If you're lucky. A podcat? Podcat. <laughs> podcat. Podcat, you say? <laughs> um, so lots of fun things there. And then you can also please, please, please go on your podcast app of choice and rate us five stars. Leave us a little review. We'd love you for it. <laughs> please. 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 Uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.